0: The past is history. The future, a mystery. Today is a gift. That is why we call it the present. Game seven. The two greatest words in yada, yada, yada. I just yada, yada, over the best part. But what game six means for game seven, it's all on the line. Let's go.
1: Bill, you wrote a great column off that Knicks game way back when. Award winning stuff. Congrats.
0: Some were ready to call the Boston Celtics done and break them up five days ago, two days ago. Some guaranteed the Heat's culture would never blow a 3-0 lead. Pressure points everywhere tonight, and it is thrilling. Everything that can apply to a Game 7 applies here. And then you head on the inconceivability of how Game 6 finished up. Miami's so close they could taste it. Derek White's. Season saving put and everything that made it possible with the moments before it. But before we get to tonight, three hours from tip off of game seven, let's look back for a second. Bill Plasky, how might game six affect tonight's game seven? Do you believe in carryover?
2: How can it not carry over, Tony? We're talking about it two days later. Everybody's talking about it two days later. The players have to be thinking about it two days later. The heat were one tick. From going to the NBA Finals, they were beaten on a hustle play, yeah. which is their kind of mantra. A hustle play beat them. They were beaten even though Jimmy Butler thought they thought he had save them. They, they were spent. They thought they had the game won. Were, how does it not carry over? After the game, Jason Tatum said he's never looked forward to anything as, more as, as much as he's looked forward to going back to Boston for game seven. The city's going to be on fire. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be nuts. Yes, game six will carry over. It'll be part of game six. Frank
1: Isola, do you believe in carryover? Yeah. yeah, Bill, conveniently leaving out the part about Boston being 5 and 5 at home in the playoffs. For most teams, I would believe it. I don't believe for this team. My only thing yes. about Miami, it's if you a, go back yeah. to that game, you know, that's an epic game, but that's a, gun, a gut punch for them. But Jimmy Butler's sitting there saying one more stop. Well, Jimmy, if it's one stop, why aren't you? Trying to shut down Jason Tatum by yourself and Eric Spolster, you're double teaming Tatum and you're leaving Derek White open to get that tap and I know this. If the roles were reversed and Joe Missoula had done that, that would be his last bowl of clam chowder in Massachusetts. They would kick him right out of the city. <laughs> so from that standpoint, they blew it. But Miami, the experience there, because of Eric Spolster and the toughness of Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. I don't think the carryover will be the same as it was for Philadelphia when they blew it in the last four minutes of game six in Philly in the second.
0: Okay, game. so you don't really believe carryover applies to your Courtney Cronin, I saw you shaking your head no when Frank was talking.
3: I'm a big believer in momentum and a big believer that it's hard to put the air back in the balloon after it's been let out. And this was a close loss for the Miami Heat in the final moments. It wasn't like the two blowouts in game four and game five. And frankly, think about how defeating this is when the Celtics shot worse than a Miami team that was shooting pretty poorly in game six. They had a season low seven threes Uh, outside of Marcus Smart and Derek White. Everybody else in the Celtics. Went 0 for 17 from three. The Heat had seven more threes, seven fewer turnovers, and they still end up losing in game six. And the amount of pressure that's on this Miami Heat team as heavy underdogs going to Boston, I know that Jimmy Butler likes to channel his Mark Messier and his uh, Joe Namath, but maybe don't guarantee that you're going to win games because that only adds more unnecessary mm. pressure onto this team than you already have. Wow, it sounds
0: like, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it, you sound like this is a wrap that Miami can't recover after what happened Saturday night, Courtney.
3: Strange how quickly things can change in sports, but, yeah, I, I very much believe that. And Kevin Blackstone.
0: Well, the way I look at the
4: end of game six is I look at Jimmy Butler and the fact that he had 24 points in that game, but he had 13 of those 24 in the last five minutes to give the Heat a, a one-point lead with three seconds to go, <laughs> which, unfortunately for the Heat, allowed uh, Derek to, to do what Derek did. Um, So I look at the fact that if Jimmy Butler was held under wraps a little bit for a couple of games that he got his mojo back and he he has found a way um, to pull this team through. And think about it. This is really – talk about mantra. This is the mantra of this whole Heat team. 44 wins on the season, 8 seed, lucky to be in the playoffs Mm – continue to drag themselves to victory after victory, and now have this opportunity. Wait, 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 hold on a second. I'm go- you
0: view this as an opportunity. So you think Oppor- the carryover from a game six loss was that Miami was close to winning?
4: Absolutely, absolutely they were close to winning. Not only were they close to winning, you just pointed it out, they had it, they had it won up until a split second put back by, by Derek White. That was a, which was a great play. But here's the, here's the other part of this, right? I mean, this is a team that really has outplayed the Celtics throughout this playoffs. When you yeah. look at field goal no, percentage, when you look at fewer turnovers, I mean they just played a better game, and as Frank pointed out, their role players have even
0: played this better. This is what I love so, about you, Professor Blackestone. This is our 21st year doing Doing this show, and your takeaway from Game Six on a loss—that's like it's—it's it's an all-time moment, right? I mean, whether you blame them for the loss or not, but it's a gut punch, and you're like, it's a good thing they lost because the now they punch- have the carryover. Plashke, respond to that.
2: KB, <clears throat> you, you're making my point for, for me. You're saying they had the Game One. That's it. They had the Game One. They had it won. They had it snatched away from them. What happens after a gut punch? What does somebody do after a gut punch? They collapse. They fall on the floor. They don't get up. This was a gut punch they won't I get up I sold it back to you. The last time we saw a play like that in Miami, that's
1: Ray Allen hitting that three in the NBA Finals. But remember, that game was in Miami. But to Kevin's point, how does Boston blow that lead late in the game? They're up 10 with under four minutes Thank to go. You. They make so many mistakes, whether it's missing free throws. They gave Miami. Miami never should have had a lead. They did, and they were this close to eliminating Boston. the last team. word. We'll move on. Oh, the
0: stakes I, tonight at history. A game seven on its own is history, but we've been aware of this 3 3 rarity for the last week. Bob Ryan telling us about <laughs> 1951, Tony. The closest the team has ever come back to the greatest comeback ever. Tricky Dick McGuire. I wasn't even sure we had television back then. Love that footage. We're all the brothers. So that's the add-on to the usual. X-Factors, most important players, things learned through six games, adjustments. The pressure, as history looks for someone to stare down and someone to blink. Frank, how do you think that factors into tonight? And what's the number one thing that decides
1: tonight? Well, do I think that Tatum and Brown are going to go 0 for 12 on threes again like they did in Game Six? No, I don't think Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler will go 9 for 37 like they did in game six to me a big part of it is how will miami be defended or how will jimmy butler be defended by boston because he seems to be able to draw fouls at will michael jordan on his best day is not going to the free throw line 11 times in the last 351 of a close game like jimmy butler did but the role players of miami they've been such a great story gabe vincent caleb martin duncan robinson the whole group of them max max how will they play on the road, knowing that you're 48 minutes away from infamy, maybe having the worst collapse in NBA history. It'll come down to those role players on Miami.
0: Kevin Blackstone, the number one thing that decides tonight. Well, I think it's going to be those two stars, Bam
4: Adebayo and Jimmy Butler. But I look at Bam Adebayo in particular, missed 10 shots in the paint. That is unbelievable for that guy. I mean, he's been dominating in the paint in this in this series. And I think he'll get it going. I just can't imagine that Jimmy Butler, who is as clutch a player as he is in the NBA, particularly when it comes to the fourth quarter, as we just saw in the last five minutes of game six, will be held down in this game. Uh, gut punch or not, he gets off the mat and start snowing haymakers.
3: The undrafted four that Frank mentioned are certainly important. They combined for about 60 points in game six, but you need playoff Jimmy to show up in this moment. You need your superstar to rise to the level where he's not five of 21 from the floor. And frankly, I, you know, they need to run their offense. They need Jimmy Butler to create their offense because they're using a seven-man rotation right now, and it's really leaving them lacking a lot in the last three games. On the other side of that, we saw what Jason Tatum did in game seven against the Philadelphia 76ers, another 51-point performance and maybe not disappearing in the second half like he did in Game 6, that's necessary for Boston to move on to the finals. Bill
0: Plaschke, number one thing that decides
2: tonight. It's going to be the pressure. Boston has been here. They played four Game 7s in the last two seasons. They've won five games when facing elimination this season. Jason Tatum alone has played in seven Game 7s in his career. This is, this is pressure. You look at, it, look at the New York Yankees in 2004 in Game 7. They just completely collapsed. They, they were crushed by the weight of what history was, was waiting for them. That's what happens to the Heat. They get crushed by the weight.
0: Okay. I mean, those Yankees had also had experience that you were saying Boston has. That you guys have <laughs> lost me as the ball show. Um, who you got in the game, plashkin You've got Boston. Cordy Croden. You've got Boston. Kevin Blackistone? Heat. Frank Isola?
1: I think tonight, the Miami Heat, I think Jimmy Butler, as Courtney said, will find a way to get it done late. He knows how to draw fouls. He'll be the most dangerous player on the court the last three months.
0: You guys see the video of the Miami Heat fans at the wedding trying to watch the last two seconds thinking they've won? Did you see this? Check this out. So they've got it on the phone. They celebrate before they saw Derek White's putback. They had flags to celebrate the win at this wedding. And they didn't know it went the other way. <laughs> Amazing. I'd like to see the sequel video of them fighting out what really happened. We'll be back by yourself in a sec.
1: Some of those same fans walked out before the Ray Allen shot. Same ones.
6: Must be 21 plus Plus present President select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
5: Welcome back to
0: Around the Horn, coming to you from the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. And now to tonight's Game 6, the two second greatest words, yada, yada, yada. Vegas, Dallas, our second series from 3-0 to 3-2. Dallas hoping to force a Game 7, unlike the other series, Margin in this series is Razor 3. Three overtime games, long stretches of even hockey. In their back-from-the-dead two-game winning streak, Dallas has doubled their high-danger scoring opportunities. High danger? (laughs) Is there any other kind of danger? Bill, buy or sell Dallas having the momentum now and advantage now to tonight's game
1: six.
2: I gave you Dallas on Friday. I'll give you Dallas today. i give you Dallas to win this series. They have the hot goalie in Ottinger. Jamie Benn comes back, and yes, Thirty high-danger scoring, uh, scoring chances. I don't know what that means. But that's the coolest stat ever. High-danger scoring. Chance.
0: I love <laughs> well, if you don't know what it means, you're not getting points for it. Courtney Cronin, do you believe in momentum here?
3: I do, and I believe that the best the team with the best power play uh, strength in this uh, in the postseason remaining is the Dallas Stars. And outside of Jason Robertson, they were able to get Ty Delandria and Luke Glendening involved on offense too. Leaning on your depth is important, and that will force a Game Seven.
0: Kevin Blackstone.
4: No, I don't believe it here. You know the Golden Knights are not the uh, Miami Heat in this situation. You're talking about the best out of the West. They haven't lost consecutive games um, uh, until now since back in mid March. So I think they're going to fight through this. I Frank Isola.
1: I know. Uh, Courtney and Bill, you guys got to slow down a little bit. Still the Vegas Knights. They're the best team. Thank you. So Dallas has nine giveaways in Game Five. Vegas at 24. Bruce Cassidy after the game, he some reason, has to drag Arizona into it. And he says, if we had 24 against Arizona, we're not winning the game. I think they know the mistake that they made. Clearly, they're the better team. The better team always prevails. Bet on Las Vegas.
0: Buyers sell two. Milwaukee Bucks naming a head coach. It's Adrian Griffin, former assistant with Toronto. Giannis reportedly endorsed him. Frank, Byers, sell Milwaukee going for a first-time head coach. Adrian Griffin.
1: I think the safer pick is Doc Rivers or Nick Nurse, but that doesn't mean that Adrian Griffin is the wrong choice. This is a guy that's put in a lot of time as an assistant coach. A big part of it will be the relationship that he has with Giannis. But remember, and Joe Mizzoula is going through it right now, when you take over a team that's championship ready, a lot of pressure on a rookie coach, but I think Adrian Griffin can handle it. That's a
0: good point. But you would have gone Doc Rivers over Adrian.
1: No, 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 not, not necessarily. I'm just saying that's the safer choice. Same thing with Nick Nurse. Okay. But Adrian Griffin has put in the time, and good for a Seton Hall guy, to get a chance. Yeah. Blackstone.
4: Yeah, I mean, you got five guys out there on the market right now with championship rings, but this is a bold move that has worked out before in this league with a guy like Nick Nurse. But Adrian, who I've known since his days with the uh, Mavericks, is a great pick. He's a steady hand. Um, he's a player's coach. Uh, he's gra- He's been on the grind for 15 years as an assistant in this league. Well respected. Good for him to finally get this out.
3: I like the fact that we're not seeing the retread on so many of these coaching hires, where you have first-year head coaches going to organizations that have championship aspirations. It's happening in Boston right now. It happened with Darvin Ham with the Los Angeles Lakers this year. We don't know what kind of roster Griffin's going to inherit just yet because there are two big free agent decisions with uh, Brooke Lopez and Chris Middleton that they need to figure out in the coming months. But if he comes, if he comes in and that core stays together, then you'd be hard pressed to find anybody who says that that bucks team with somebody who can make adjustments because he learned how to do it under Nick Nurse somebody who has a lot more of that agility in games than Mike Budenholzer okay. then that's probably a team that's going to uh deep in the well, playoffs but they could
0: have hired Nick Nurse and they elect Adrian Griffin Bill Flashkey by yourself
2: this is a great hire he, he, he's played 9 seasons for 5 teams he's a journeyman he's been in the NBA finals that matters darvin ham showed that, that matters with the with the lakers they respected his Credibility, give him credibility for being in the league, for being a grinder, for being a great defensive mind. Okay. Players respect that. They'll respect Griffin. It's a good hire.
0: You see the comp being Darvin Ham, and you see that being a good thing. Because there were times when yeah, Darvin Ham's season.
2: He, he got him to the conference finals, Tony. Come on. Darvin Ham had a great season.
0: Fire Cell 3, an interesting report coming from the Las Vegas Raiders. That's when they signed Jimmy Garoppolo. Instead of signing a physical, they waived. It's on a waiver because Garoppolo would not have passed the physical because of a previous foot injury. This is of note now because Garoppolo had surgery in March and currently still dealing with and coming back from another injury. Courtney, what do we have here?
3: You have some major concerns with the Vegas Raiders because if Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt or if he can't play because he is recovering from surgery right now, your backup option is Brian Hoyer. Uh, They were sitting there at seven. Months after they inked this contract and with all the addendums in it for Jimmy Garoppolo, they could have drafted a quarterback. They chose not to. I don't know. Tom Brady is a part owner now of the Las Vegas Aces. Are you guys ready oh, to start go. a conversation about whether he's going to have to come in and play if Jimmy Garoppolo cannot?
2: Bill Plasky, can we, can we please leave Tom Brady alone? Oh my, I came. This this conversation started like 10 seconds ago, and Tom Brady's, everybody's talking about it. It's a hot take from Cronin, I I, I, I like a hot take every now and then. It was a dumb move by the Raiders, they never should have signed Garoppolo, Tom Brady's not coming out of retirement for for that team, I know he's a part of- Do you see
0: this as a team having faith in the player, even though <laughs> the medicals might be it's cra- Yeah, here. it's
2: it's crazy. I think it's crazy they had faith in him. They didn't sign him in the first not place. Yeah. But Brady's not going to walk through Iisola? that door. Yeah, Jimmy G looks
1: good in silver and black. The question is, how how long will he play there? And Bill, you meant you you dismissed this Tom Brady thing. I have Kevin Blackstone texting me all day long. At some point, Tom Brady is going to be playing quarterback for the Raiders. I agree with him. And Bill, if he played for the Rams, you would have written songs about the guy. How great is Tom Brady? You can never count him out. Now you totally dismiss it. Come on, man. Um,
0: Kevin, were you texting Frank, or was he just <laughs> trying to get you a jump? Ball? Oh no, no, no. Seriously, I wasn't. wasn't. I wasn't. But let me just say
4: this. Tom Brady is not a done deal yet in terms of ownership. If he is right. or if he was already, then that would rule him out of being able to play. So right now, if I'm the Raiders, I'm like, yo, 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 wait, just hold on a second before we so let you put, this go okay. the okay. Right.
0: Just talking one year. Hello, just, just but you got feet. the tin caps right. on, or had the tin foil caps on, you start conspiring here. He's right. Flashy. Isola. Off to the cookout. Prode and Blackstone showdown. Going to work a little bit longer. Two minutes. Cookout's
4: always better than barbecue.
6: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com.
0: Gordy Crow to Kevin Blackstone. Good luck in the showdown. The NBA reportedly investigating referee Eric Lewis over an alleged burner account on Twitter. Here are possibly the tweets in question. Courtney, what do you think is the NBA's bigger possible problem here? What was said or how it was done?
3: Tony, it's not like there was anything tweeted from this alleged burner account belonging to Eric Lewis that was out of pocket, but it violates one of the NBA's basic tenets. It does not want its officials commenting on officiating publicly or privately.
4: Man, internet sleuths are undefeated. What are you doing, Eric? <laughs> You're one of the best refs in the entire league. You don't need to do this. Brian Colangelo had multiple burner <laughs> accounts, and he had to oh, resign get a, slang. get a new slant. Get
0: a new slant, Kevin. Those were normal collars on his shirt. Okay, yeah. yeah you can't, can't do it? Can't do it. We'll split the point. Showdown 2. More unofficiating. This is a minor league baseball game. It's the umpire here who did not know that batter was hit by a pitch. Ump needed to make a call. Didn't make it, so the player took off his shirt and showed the mark. Hit by pitch, gets first base. Kevin, who got this call right? The
4: umpire or the batter? Well, of course not the umpire. You're standing there, and the ball careens off of his torso into the stratosphere, and you don't believe something that just happened right in front of you? Are you crazy? Get that ump out of here.
3: Good for the batter, providing the burden of proof to show exactly where he was hit, going above and beyond, stripping down to uh, to take his uniform off. I think it was a little excessive. You think it was
0: excessive? If he missed the call that wide open, you got to show him. Point stone showdown three in the 500. Joseph Newgarden winning the Indy 500. It was one headline, but it wasn't the only headline. Kyle Kirkwood had a scary trip upside down with sparks. And that wasn't the second and only headline, A third headline. This wreck led to a flying tire, and that is very dangerous. The tire made it into the parking lot and wrecked a car. Spectator Robin Matthews now has a repair bill because of this tire. Cordy, who had the most eventful Indy 500?
3: Tony I was at the 500 I got to watch a race that wow. had an epic finish. Three wow. red flags in the final 13 laps. But it was Kyle Kirkwood being able to walk away from that wreck. Thanks to the arrows mm-hmm. uh, the arrow screen around the car. really. He was there that
0: Kevin. That. How can you top that?
4: Well all I know is you said that Miss Matthews has a car bill because a tire flew out of the <laughs> sky and hit her car. Yeah. She should have a new car or at yeah. least Firestones for the rest of her driving career. Come on!
0: That's the story, Cordy. I know you were there, but no. We gotta get a new car from Miss Matthews, Cordy. I don't think you'd feel the same way if you didn't have a car to drive home after the end of that Indy 500. <laughs> 30 seconds of FaceTime, Kevin Blackestone. <laughs>
4: By 1865, the Confederates had turned a horse race track in Charleston, South Carolina, the Washington Racetrack and Country Club, into an internment camp where they held a few hundred Union soldiers they had captured, didn't care for them, of course, Many of them died there, and by the time they abandoned, there must have been a couple of hundred bodies there. Freed enslaved Africans saw what happened, buried the bodies, gave those dead, those war dead, a memorial marked around, and that, is sports' infamous
0: and famous birth of Memorial Day. Thank you for the story. Thank you for your time.